planet Anyi. Planet Anyi. Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Um, I wasn't initially planning to record today, but I had a little bit of a of an aha moment today. And I will get to that in a second, but I'm glad you're joining me today and um, I'm just really excited for this episode because it's just screaming to me like this is what it means to be able to walk in the cool of the day with God, you know, and what it means to walk with him and and be able to hear him. But um, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, welcome. Um, Today, we're just going to talk about something that has kind of been something I've been not battling, but just something I've been contemplating and had at the back of my mind, specifically concerning the Catholic Church and the Catholic faith and, and all of that. But I'm not here to debate politics, I beg, but... Um, I just mean that in the sense of all the rites and the practices and, you know, the different lines you have to say. And yeah, but anyways, so what really drew or drove this episode? Actually, you know, there are some stories that I will have to tell or I want to tell, but they literally, it happened yesterday in the last couple of days. And I feel like if I just put it on blast not necessarily like it, I, I think if I share those examples it will be a bit too soon nothing bad happened it's just I don't know I don't know because you know the person listens to the podcast and it'll be a little awkward if I'm just like hey guys so this happened guess what you'll never believe what happened so we'll see but uh What really inspired this, and it made me feel so giddy when I was at church today. I just came back like 40 minutes ago. Um, It was this feel, it was the voice of God. So recently, you know, because I go to school outside of my city, you know, in a different city than I live, where, you know, where I'm from, I'm still trying to find a church to attend regularly in the last couple of Sundays I've been to several other churches and kind of scoped it out and you know I'll I'll state kind of the reoccurring theme that I notice with the ones I've been to um so you know in my search for a church I wound up at a catholic church um specifically a basilica so it's much bigger architecture is gorgeous and it just had these amazing stained glass illustrations and things and you know it has the typical catholic stuff we had the stations of the cross the um as jesus was progressing towards being crucified and you know i got in there and i was just really admiring the architecture and i was looking at how beautiful everything was and I was I went with a one with a friend with my friend so we went together and we were just looking around and we got our we sat down and 
you know, when we got there, you know, I saw everyone kneeling and I saw everybody as they were trickling in, they were all wearing or kneeling down by the pew before they sat down. So I was like, okay, interesting. And, you know, as we were sitting there for a bit longer, I just heard a voice. It just kept saying, when in Rome, when in Rome, when in Rome. And, you know, how the saying goes, um, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So that, that kept replaying in my mind and even throughout the, um, throughout the sermon. But, you know, we'll get to that. So that voice I've come to know is God. And it's a very silent, not silent. If it was silent, I wouldn't be able to hear it, obviously. But it was a very quiet voice. It was like, when in Rome. And he kept repeating that. And that has been the voice I've heard every single time that, you know, I've had some guidance or direction from God when he speaks outrightly. And I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And then he got me to really see, like, think about just, you know, all the different stuff I was observing that was happening in the church um, including, you know, the kneeling and such. Um, so yeah, that kept reoccurring. And then, you know, he was talking, like it was, it was leaning towards like, oh, when you go to this place, do as they are doing. Emphasis on doing what they are doing. And a little bit after that, the sermon started and it was related to, um, you know, they spoke, they gave us a reading, a very quick reading from uh, 1 Thessalonians and um, and then Matthew. So the Thessalonians reading was about how when you, about how, you know, when, um, I don't remember which disciple, but when the disciples were preaching, they were preaching and trying to imbue these different values that God wants us to have with each other and so that we can be in relationship with God and be in relationship with um, with what he has to offer um, and and really come to know him and then we we got a reading from Matthew chapter 23 verse 12 um, which says for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So those were the two things. And the preaching really was specifically about, you know, this idea that um, when Jesus came and he was seeing all these different things happening in the church that they weren't supposed to be happening, he was berating the priest because what they were doing was, you know, they, they thought that when they went to gatherings, they were supposed to be at the high table. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those African parties, but there's usually, you know, table one, which, you know, they have all the drinks and things like that. Or if you go to a wedding, that type of thing. So that's how the tr priests expected to be treated. And that's how they expected that other people would acknowledge them when they were in the marketplaces. They wanted to be greeted and, you know, regarded higher um, than who they are, and not as the hump, not with the humility of the 
lamb that Jesus came to die on the cross for us. So he was berating them about this because they had turned his house. They turned the body of Christ into a marketplace and it was for their glory and not his, right? And so um, it was, it felt very apt that that when in Rome thing was 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 replaying in my mind and i kid you not it played for the entirety i could hear the sermon but i could also hear that just repeating in my head and i it got me really thinking and reflecting about my own journey with being catholic um i think i've talked a lot about my journey now but i haven't really spoken about i guess my denomination and that's Honestly, because I don't feel the need to tie down or to identify with just one uh, denomination. Um, I saw this really, really apt post the other day. I'll find it and I will mention that for you guys. But I guess I'll talk about my journey a little bit. Um, But before I get to that, I, I know there are a lot of tangents here, but... You know, I thought that the when in Rome thing was pretty apt with what was being preached. And it really got me thinking, like I've had a lot of preconceptions about, you know, the, the Catholic faith in general. And that was even more just baffling. I'm, I'm not sure quite the word to use because, you know, um, every so often they would Bow, all bow their heads down as the hymn was playing and the father was preaching and then sometimes they would say these different things that I I don't I've I don't know right some of them I knew but it's been a while since I recited those specific Catholic um rites and lines I am not you know and so it was it was a little bit it was confusing to me for me. So, um, the priest, one of the priests, one of the fathers, he gave this little anecdote about, um, about a little boy. So he said there was this little boy and there, they were at a conference. So there was a little boy, there was a, a budding priest and then a budding other member of the church that, you know, they were trying to see if they would be able to preach to the people. So the, um, those, there were other people of the church there as well. So there were deacons, there were priests, there was a bishop there, and they were trying to see who would be next to bring up to become um, a, a priest, essentially. And the priest said that the, a little, the little boy, he was like, I want nothing more than um, the priest and the deacons and the bishops to do exactly what they tell us to do, what they tell other people to do. That way God would be very happy with them. And, you know, from there they talked for like five minutes. They talked about the, um, I guess, talked about how when priests are preaching all these different things, you know, they're not higher than everybody else. We're all supposed to be at the same level. We're not supposed to call one person rabbi or one person this, you know, we're all supposed to rely 
on the teacher that is Jesus and on the God who is in heaven, right? Who's our heavenly father. And that got me thinking like, so what are we doing here? You know, what are we, what, what are we doing here? Um, or not like that, not in a contemptuous way, but um, just, it really got me reflecting, you know? Um, Cause they were talking about that priests should do what they're preaching, practice what you preach and things and, you know, be in humility and, you know, do all these things. But I felt as though all of this stuff has just been turned into routine and into just actions that people do. Because while we were there, there were so many different things that they practice, right? So in the beginning, they walk through with their um, with their altar, with you know the altar servants, the you know they will walk up with the cross, with the candles, and set up the altar right before the sermon starts. They do the same thing at the end, and in between, we have all these hymns, and the priest will say something, and everyone stands, and the priest says something else. We sit back down, kneeling down, you know, different different points of that. So they had so many of those rites, and. Um, you know, there was the one that goes, I believe in the, um, in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, um, and the, the love everlasting world without end, you know, that one, I, I don't remember it accurately anymore because it's been a really long time, but I felt like today's sermon, even just specifically talking about, you know, those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted, that felt very short compared to all the other rites we had in between and along those lines. So let me give y'all a little bit of background about me because when am I not talking about myself, you know? Um, No, but so I, obviously my family's Christian. I come from a very strong Christian background and on my mom's side they are um like Presbyterian so it's it's Christian denomination it's just another branch and then my father's side they're very strong Catholics or Pentecostal so there's a mix of those two I think on both sides like either like Pentecostal is a common denominator but my dad's side is Catholic that my mom's side is, you know, Presbyterian. Again, I've never seen the need for distinguishing between denominations, but that's that's what it is. And I, I've grown up my entire life going to Catholic school, so I've never been to a public school, and that has been my experience. And for my experience, we we used to have liturgies in school. We would go to church sometimes to Catholic church, obviously for liturgies and and things, for bigger celebrations. Um, And I just remember my earliest memory going to a Catholic church. Actually, that's not my... Yeah, my earliest memory going to a Catholic church was when I was in... Oh gosh, it was a very long time ago. Um, I think I was six, maybe seven, something around that. And I was at my dad's city... Uh, in my dad's city and we went to church as a family so the whole extended family kind of was there and I remember I saw everyone kneeling down 
and you know bowing down when they got to the altar bowing and kneeling when they come when they just got there and they came and sat um and i i remember thinking that was very interesting and i was confused because i've obviously been going to church as well but you know i spent a little bit of time living with my maternal grandparents so since they were presbyterian we didn't have to do that we when we got to church we just sat and we didn't do the sign of the cross that type of thing okay it's cool so i that's when i remember i was like that's so interesting we we don't do this at the church i usually go to you know so yeah i left it at that and then when we came to canada i was going to a catholic school and we were going to a catholic church but we were also going to a baptist church so the baptist church was closer so we kind of just went there and it was it was great great community great everything and i actually didn't get my sacraments until i was like um <laughs> until i graduated high school um even though i went to a catholic elementary a catholic junior high a catholic high school um, i didn't get my sacraments until I graduated, the, the year I was graduating high school. So the May, that preceding June, which, I would, which would be the time I was graduating. But um, I just remember that the hymns were always very, very good and teachings were really, really good and everything was, was set, right? Like we had these set of things we had to say, but I never really thought about kind of deeply why we were doing that and today I was really thinking like you know when we get baptized in the Catholic Church and when you get your sacraments you know what is the, what are the implications of actually knowing what you're doing and not just doing it because it's routine because you're seeing all these other people doing it because you know it's it's part of the way of life part of the way of practice for that denomination and catholicism i will say right now is christianity that is the only quote-unquote um controversial opinion i will drop today i don't understand why because i was talking to my friend after and he you know he always he always distinguishes between christianity and catholicism but anyways they're the same thing we all believe in god but again i i digress so, like as I was saying, um, I, it got me to think about that because I was getting my sacraments, you know, quite late. Because usually, if you're Catholic, you just you you get your sacraments as you're growing. But since I didn't do that, obviously, I got all my sacraments at once, except obviously anointing of the sick, and marriage, and death. But you know, I got my communion, I got my baptism. Um, and confession, and um, uh, um, oh my gosh, and the other one, Eucharist, I already said that, but yeah, so I got all of those at the same time, and you know, you don't just get it, you obviously have to attend some classes, some doctrine classes, so you learn what you're doing, but I think at that point, because everything was condensed, you know, we were kind of just going through the motions and rushing through to get into, um, to kind of fit the timeline for the baptism, right? So we had a couple of classes. We had to figure out who our sponsor would be or godparents, you know. And I thought that was very, very interesting. 
because at that point my parents were just you know we were just kind of like oh yeah yeah it's really good i should get it because i'm getting older it's good to get your communion and you know be fully one with christ and to be baptized and to know what it is you're doing but looking back and i'm like did i know what i was doing did i know why i was doing it and i mean obviously you know when you're baptized you're you're cleansed and you're you're giving given a new life and and such but i feel as though it was just a matter of going through the motions once again and i remember we when i had that episode with my friend Pascal we kind of touched upon this a little bit right like we were talking about whether people should just baptize their children you know whichever denomination they subscribe to just baptize them when they're little christen them essentially when they're little but we were talking about how if at that point the child doesn't know any different or know any better right um how exactly is that baptism affecting them and that again is something i'm i'm thinking about today and thinking about right now because i got all my sacraments and you know i was still going through the motions i wasn't going to a catholic church so that in itself was just something i was doing just to do it and then, you know, I went, to, we were still going to the Baptist church, which was great. And I will tell you why I keep saying it's great. So yeah, that was fine. And then we went, you know, during my time in Catholic school, we went to Catholic church quite a bit as well, right? Um, and basically the overall, let me, let me break it down for y'all, you know, if you're not familiar. Um, so when we had liturgies with school and stuff, or just went to Catholic church in general, there was there were the hymns, the opening hymns, and then we would do the main sermon, which was longer and, and felt more in-depth. And then after that, we would do more hymns, and then communion, and then closing. That was kind of the routine. And then um, today, when I went to this church, it was... It was the same structure, but the the sermon, the actual meat of the sermon was a little, dare I say, lackluster. It felt like there was 10, there were 10 minutes of preaching or if at, if, if that, and then everything else was there too. Right, like we had a five minute, 10 minute hymn or so, and then two readings, which were very quick. They just read the hymns, and then the father kind of described that for five minutes, and that was, was it. And it felt like the actual procession, procession and the actual kneeling and memory verses and the rites and the Eucharistic things took up more time than the actual preaching which is what we go to church for. And the whole preaching about, uh, you know, humbling yourself in the place of God, or just in general, humbling yourself when you're interacting with people, that felt, it was, it felt very interesting because, again, like I said, I have not been to a Catholic church in a really long time. And 
just being there, I felt a little out of place, even though I was, you know, I, I did the sign of the cross and I did the, you know, I don't know how to explain, but at different points in the sermon, you have to do certain things with your body, right? Like the sign of the cross and, you know, that type of thing. And I felt out of place when I went, because when, I, uh, so when it was time to receive communion, I just went, I, I went as usual, right? I know how I've gotten my sacrament for that. So I went and I took of the body of Christ. And I was, I, I did that. And when I collected it, I put it in my mouth, obviously, and I walked off. I didn't do the sign of the cross because I guess, I guess I didn't, like I saw other people doing it, but I thought if I just say amen and like, you know, recite a little prayer in my heart, that was enough. But as I was walking back, it just felt like everyone was looking at me very, very strangely. It's like I was sticking out like a sore thumb. So I walked back to my seat and I sat down and I was just kind of reflecting on that. And again, it was just replaying like when in Rome. So I kneeled down and I, I recited a little prayer. I just, a little silent moment and I sat back down. And on leaving, I didn't kneel, like I didn't bow by the pew before I turned around to leave. And again, people were staring at me. And it just felt so interesting because I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with all their customs and I wasn't familiar with all the traditions. And so what I'm really trying to emphasize about this experience was I was very hyper aware of everything I was doing. You know, the little knowledge I knew of what was supposed to be done, what was supposed to be said. There were still like 90% of things I didn't know. And it felt like everyone was watching my every move, you know, saying, oh, she's not doing this right. She's not doing that right. And it could have been all in my head. Maybe people aren't paying that much attention to me and I'm just in my Declarenbold syndrome era. But, you know, this really just begs the question, what about somebody that's just trying to set foot in the church for the first time and they feel like there are all these barriers in place. You know, even as someone that has spent a lot of time in the church, it felt jarring. Shouldn't the church be open and easily accessible to all? You know, contrary to all that is imbued in the Roman Catholic division, you know, they think, you know, typically they think, I think I was watching a, something watching something the last few days and it said that you know the church, the catholic church thinks that it should interpret and that the people should do as they do and think as they think and consume what they basically feed to the people and i i feel like this is what has shaped my hesitance to subscribe to just one denomination right like, why the need to separate the body of Christ when we're all called to be part of the one body of Christ, you know? And that's why this whole situation just really got me reflecting and thinking, like, I have come this far and I have all these beliefs and this is just reinforcing that. You can see it playing out right in front of your own eyes. And I just thought it was a really, 
really interesting thing unfolding. And I mean, okay, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I, I like to think that I'm an observant person and just the situation was was very interesting for me. And I was watching a video the other day and it was how to find a church, a good church, right? And it said, pray about it, which I, I have done and I'm doing. And then, you know, it, it listed some stuff to look out for. But kind of what I look for in a church is a church that focuses and emphasizes the teachings of God and emphasizes creating an atmosphere, right? An atmosphere of worship that is suitable for God. And again, with having all these different things, these protocols that are being followed, you know, the bowing, the different things you're supposed to know to say at the right time and do at the right time and do or else you get the stink eye from all your neighbors, everyone behind you. It kind of paints this picture that there's only one way to worship and there's only one way of worshiping God. But that's not the case. Because could it be that we're so far up in our own butts, far over our own heads, that we're just worshiping and we're just worshiping and praising the procedure and the act rather than the creator? Are we doing this for our own to make ourselves feel good? Or is it because we're truly here because we want to worship God, you know? And I felt like there was that in the beginning of the sermon today. Five minutes of that. The choir, the hymns, was it was amazing. This is a basilica, right? So the ceilings are tall. The acoustics are amazing. And it's just gorgeous. But it felt very different because of all these different things that you had to do. We had to do which are part of the Catholic faith. And here are some things I'm a little confused about too. I never, I've, in all my years of going to Catholic church, I have never seen them burn incense at the altar and the entire church was smoky. Like I couldn't breathe. Yeah, so they were burning incense and he, the one of the priests was, you know, shaking this bell thing and the smoke was coming out um, all around and he circled the altar and they kept bowing and things like that. And I was, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if that was part of it, but that was what was being done. And again, it felt like all of the teachings of God was just reduced to a right. And the fact that it felt like people were just staring at me because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing um, at every given moment, that felt a little misplaced. Right? We're in a church. We're in a church. But I've always kind of had it on the back of my mind that 
it doesn't matter the denomination that somebody is, you know? And I saw this thing from Derek Prince Ministries, amazing, amazing preacher, by the way, guys. But it said something like, when people ask me sometimes, what denomination are, are you or what church do you attend? I like to answer like the psalmist. I am a friend to all who fear God and to all who follow his precepts. Seeing that quote, it just really summarized my sentiments on the matter. It summarized it precisely, right? And it just emphasized and reinforced why I don't want to distinguish what church I go to, uh, what denomination I'm part of. You know, isn't it enough to just acknowledge God and make room for him and set the atmosphere of intimacy with him? Why make it about us when it's all about him? I know that the Catholic Church is very strict with its practices and really wanting to maintain, like maintains emphasis on giving out interpretation of the Bible and, and his teachings, right? And going, th going about things in a specific way and you know whether it be the sign of the cross or the memory verses or the rites or the kneeling or burning of incense which i just learned was something they do i have never seen that in my life and so that felt a little misplaced because it's like at what point are we just doing something we think god wants right when he just wants our heart at what point are we just putting forth our own desires or doing things simply for the sake of doing it because it's tradition and it's something that has been passed down generations on generations of this sect of Christianity or, well, it's bigger than a sect, this, this branch of Christianity? What is the need for distinguishing between who is Catholic and who is Presbyterian and who is Pentecostal and who is charismatic or evangelist or Adventist or Anglican, right? And so it felt like it was one of those when in Rome, do as the Romans do situations. And even though they said we should practice, they should pra the priests should practice what they preach. The leaders of the church should practice what they preach. Is that being done? And I realized I, again, and I also got to really thinking about how, you know, in my own journey, every single day is another day to just try and center your heart on God's and try to center your heart around what he wants. And I know that I have gone through this week, especially, especially yesterday, like the story I mentioned in the beginning of the episode where I was like, um, I was at a function and even though the, you know, we were kind of just, I wasn't talking much. I just kind of got quiet, you know. This why 
anyways whatever so we were just talking and they were talking about different people and different names were mentioned and there was mention of oh yeah I, I go to church pretty regularly but yet it felt like the conversation was very centered around it was basically gossip right and even though there was a lot of emphasis on, oh yeah, like I, I, I met him at church and I thought he was this, but at the same time, you know, that same person is, is gossiping. And I mean, I'm no better. I, after I came back from the function, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm not friends with y'all. That's why I'm not friends with this person. And it really takes a lot each and every day to be like, yeah, I need to do better. And I, I remember I said that, I breathed that sigh of relief when I finally got back to my room last yesterday, last night. But then I was like, hold on. I'm no better because I, I'm just, I'm thinking that right now. And so it's not just a matter of going to church and doing the motions and just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. But it's a matter of putting into practice what you preach, right? Die to self. And I'm still struggling myself. But I'm slowly getting there. And it's just really a matter of thinking about what your priority, priorities are and not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Not just going because you want to glorify yourself. Because usually, like initially my mindset when looking for a church, I was like, okay, I will go and if I feel the presence of God, then, you know, I think that will be the church for me. But I think that was too centered around me because it's, it's not about me. And today, you know, kind of comparing it with the other sermons I've been to, the other churches I've been to so far in my search, I thought that the, that one of them that I went to was, was really good. The sermon was really good. The worship session was really good. And today's I really liked the choir but it was cut too short you know I, I I've realized that I love when the atmosphere is set that it sounds like the gates of heaven you know but yeah I really enjoyed the hymns from the Catholic Church and I felt like it just set the atmosphere but it was cut too short the preachings you know, it was a good starting point, but it was cut too short. And it just really felt like people were looking at me because I wasn't doing everything they were doing. But now as I realize, and as I'm saying this before you guys, and discussing this with you guys, it isn't about me. And, you know, my friend... Actually, he said this, and I thought it was it was nice. He said that um, 
you know, we, we had good intentions in going to the church and, you know, if they, if the other people didn't realize that, then that is our problem. Because the church is not about me. It's about us and it's about him. And we are all part of body of Christ, right? And it can't function without any one of us. If any one of us is sticking out like a sore thumb or is hurting or feels lost, it is everyone's responsibility to come together and, and, and guide that. This is probably wishful thinking, but if we could just incorporate all of these things and all of these ideas together, you know, having the hymns and then also the quote-unquote charismatic music as well in church. So just gospel music in general that isn't hymnal. And then we had a nice sermon that teaches you and goes deep into the word and we can all come together. We would be doing so much better, right? If we can all agree on this one language that is love, that is the biggest commandment of all, what couldn't we do, right? What is the need of dividing ourselves and emphasizing that we're all different, even though we all worship God? It's all about him, and we need to feel his pre like make room for him make it suitable for him, be open-hearted, right? And, and be willing for him to come into our hearts and to just touch our hearts and change us so that we can in turn change the world. That sounds so cliche, I realize, and that all just came. I never planned any of this episode. It just came to me and this is just so amazing because I, for some reason, I guess, I guess I feel like I'm finally getting an understanding what it means to walk with him and just being open at all times to receiving from him. All of this was inspired by him. I was not planning at all to record an episode today. So like, this is all his doing. This is all God's doing. So yeah, I'm glad I tried the church it was a really beautiful place. Visually, it's gorgeous. The choir was amazing. And they had this little picture of the of um, a lamb. So Jesus is the lamb of the world. And, you know, it, it was in this corner of the church where you could just go up and stay and pray after. And it was beautiful. But as much as, as beautiful as that is, and I can sing all the praises I want, what really matters is what's going on inside the church. What's going on with your heart conditions, with our heart conditions, with everyone who's attending those heart those churches, right? What are we doing inside? What are those skeletons in the closet? What are those bare bones? What is the dirty laundry? And other euphemisms for um, things being hidden. But it really just comes down to practicing what you preach, put into practice, do as you do as you say and do as they do as it pertains to what is accomplishing God's will, you know? So yeah, this has gotten me to really just reevaluate 
kind of what I know and my thoughts because I'd go and I'm so quick to be like, oh, what the heck? And it's just nice to be able to reflect and be like, okay, let me, let me take a step back. But yeah, I'm glad I went there and I'll probably try it again. Really just continue to pray that one day we will get to a place where there isn't such distinctions and we can just come together and it's not a competition of who can do the most signs of the crosses or know all the words to the hymns or know all the words to these catholic rites and all these different things that you know you're obligated to know and that we can all just find unity in the fact that we all are his creation and we all have him in common and he loves us. He loved us first so we can love one another. So yeah, that is everything from me today, guys. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, today was a bit of a different episode, um, but I just really wanted to share and I felt very compelled to do that. And um yeah, I'm very grateful that you were here. Um, yeah, I hope you will drift once again into orbit with Planet Annie in the next episode. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye!